We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Dynasty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Nice Trade Cast, brought to you by Rotoviz Radio and our friends over at My Bookie. Uh, conference Championship Week is in the books. We are in the most irrelevant fantasy football week of the year, Pro Bowl week. Make sure you get your Pro Bowl contests put in. I'm sure all the DFSers are doing that. But before we get into the Pro Bowl, uh, we'll have to be talking about a little bit about what happened this past week, and we got a couple of games on deck. But before we do that, I should uh, say, uh, Dan, how's it going tonight? It's going. I wasn't entirely sure I was going to be here, at least on time, and we made it. And my dog's causing a ruckus in the background, so that could become an issue. I might have to kick her out here soon. There we go. And the person we aren't kicking out is our friend. We, Ryan, we mentioned on last week's pod that we want to start having more guests in the off season, and how we have Ryan McDowell and we have Russell Clay. And so you're first up. Um, I'm sure Russell will be next week. <laughs> and then we got to dip into our other our other guests. Uh, it's it's an every other week schedule, huh? <laughs> Basically. All right. So, um, Ryan, uh, before we get started, you, anything you want to plug as we get into the show or uh, you get to go? Uh, sure. Always, always want to plug. We've, we've got a lot of stuff going on over at Dynasty League Football. Uh, just released our rookie rankings, of course. We're also slowly releasing uh, many of the tools formerly found at FF Statistics. We were able to bring, uh, bring those guys on a few months ago. So those tools will be uh, released 
uh, steadily, I'll say, in the in the coming weeks. So we're really excited about that as well. All righty. So I'm really excited for today's show. But before we get into today's show, I want to let you guys know about uh, our Rotoviz discount. Uh, you know, the off season is the best time to get in on a Rotoviz subscription. Get your rookie profiles, get your Devi profiles with our friends Travis and Curtis, and all that good stuff over in the off season. So you got to get involved with Rotoviz. Uh, Rotoviz.com/radio gets a 10% discount. Gets involved, gets a, uh, supports the pod. Everything you need for this off season with Rotoviz.com/slash radio now before we get back into hashtag game time there is one player to discuss from conference championship weekend uh the man who uh single-handedly murdered the packers he just took them out back and killed them raheem mostert has been the talk of the fantasy world and it basically there's two sides of the coin there's the don't underreact to raheem mostert's 200 yard 404 touchdown performance and there's the don't overreact to it so Ryan, how are you reacting to the Raheem Mostert breakout performance? I want to sell Raheem Mostert as quickly as I can if I have him. Uh, that was that was my suggestion on Twitter. I was met with uh, what felt like hundreds of people telling me you can't get anything for him. So uh, that's probably where we are with Mostert. Uh, I, I think everybody, you know, we kind of fell for it with Damian Williams last year with that late season breakout. And for Mostert, I think it's even probably even more uh, pronounced of a situation than it was with with Williams, because uh, Williams was a little bit younger. I believe he had the he had the the better offense at the time and and looked like he had a better a better hold on the starting job. And I I don't think Mostert has any of those things. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. uh, Certainly wouldn't be surprised if he's not the starter for San Francisco next year. And I would love to get a second rounder out of him. I would probably take an early third rounder for him, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm probably holding unless I'm getting a second round pick. I don't think I'd move him for any third. We did talk about it a little bit last week that he just kind of, whoever it was going to be was going to gain value in that San Francisco backfield, whether it was Coleman, Brita, Mostert, or assuming Jarek McKinnon had stayed healthy, I'm sure he would have probably gotten some value in there too. I guess to play devil's advocate just a bit, the, you know, looking at this group from the backfield, Brita seems like he's injured every week or every other week. Tevin Coleman's kind of been riding that same train and Jarek McKinnon hasn't gotten a break. He, he keeps getting, he keeps getting those, those IR injuries. And that's, I, I think he's basically done uh, at this point. And, Raheem Mostert, I guess, throughout the season has really been the only constant as far as as all of that goes. Obviously not with the production. He's been spotty here and there and and his big games are big and his, you know, his his other games are just kind of disappearing acts. But I I feel like he'll have a role of all of these guys. I would feel like he has the potential to really have the only role. Shanahan seemed to want to lean on him whenever he could. And obviously with Breed and Coleman not being 100 percent, it honestly seemed like at any point during the season that made it a little bit easier for him. And looking at Tevin Coleman, I I just, I don't think we're ever going to get what we got from Atlanta's Tevin Coleman. I think that player is probably behind us. And Matt Breida has always been one of those guys that's just kind of maybe he is, or maybe he isn't super explosive and fun, splashy player, but I don't think he's ever really going to be a real dynasty asset. And I don't think Raheem Mostert will either, but, I think of this core, he's got the best chance to 
have some value going forward. Now, I think they address it in the draft because of the depth, but I feel like he's got an opportunity. Yeah, I'll pile on here. I, th- I think that he, I would take any second. I might be with Ryan, might, might take an early third, but I always do advocate for if you can't get a second, try the Raheem Mostert in the 304 and try and get the 208. You know, Raheem Mostert in a third for a second, that type of move. And I think this is less so now, but there was a, a time period in early January, late December, where people were talking about, hey, the 102 is just as good as the 108 because this class is so deep. I think that changed when Najee Harris and ETN and all those other guys and Chubba Hubbard uh, stayed in school. But if you could use Raheem Mostert as a way to get from like the 109 to the 106, like I don't think that's a terrible move either. I mean, it's basically essentially like I think that the 109 to 106 traditionally is about the value of a second if you were to look at it like a trade calculator, I'd assume. So, yeah, I would use it to try and get a second. I'd even be willing to do a package of most in a third for a second. But I do think an interesting option is trying to move up a couple of spots in the first round. Yeah, I like that play as well. And and that's probably the way to go is uh, using a current pick to package with Mostert to move up. Uh, obviously, if it's if it's uh, improving a, a first round pick, that's kind of the dream. But uh, as you mentioned before, even moving uh, a third to a second uh, works as well. Alrighty, so we had our topic. Now it's time to get into some fun games. People have been clamoring, DMing me every other week. When are the games going to start? And the games are going to start with our first one. Of course, it involves singing. We have free agency. Rookie! Rookie or the vet! Free agency rookie or the vet. I will pit one pending NFL free agent with one incoming rookie. I, I hope that they have similar values and we will uh, debate on who is more valuable between the two. So we'll start off with numero uno. We have the best free agent quarterback and we have what probably most people consider the second best rookie quarterback, Dak Prescott versus Tua Tagovailoa. We'll start with Dan. Tua Tags, I thought we settled on. We were going to call him Tua Tags to not have to deal with that nonsense because I can't pronounce it. I know that. Um, yeah, this this one's interesting to me. I feel like I feel like Burrow probably would have had it closer for me. I think there's a bigger gap between Dak and Tua. Obviously, I've been pretty darn high on Dak kind of throughout, and it still hasn't changed the addition of McCarthy and the fact that Kellen Moore will stay and call plays. That's big for me. I feel like that's a probably a, a dream connection, assuming – McCarthy's, you know, he doesn't just bring his same style, everything that was stale that stopped working in Green Bay. Hopefully things have been, you know, renovated and it, it's fresh and, and hip and with the times. But having Kellen Moore still there doing that, uh, I think I think that's big for Dak. And I would assume he's going to be back with Dallas. They've, they've got the cap space to do it. They've got the cap space to bring him and Amari back. So dream situation for him. He's my, I would say, at worst, Dynasty QB4. And, yeah, I'm not going to have two up in that range. Not yet, at least. Yeah, I, I knew there was no chance that Dan was, was going away from Dak there. That was that was a layup for him. It, it pretty much is for me as well. I'm, I'm a big Tua fan. I think we. it seems like we've gotten some good news lately on the injury front with him. But I still think there's uh, – it seems like it's a, a realistic possibility that he's – not fully ready to start the season. And of course we'll obviously see landing spot. Maybe he, uh, maybe he doesn't have to be ready to start the season, but I'm, I'm still taking Dak pretty easily here. I think Tua 
ultimately will end up as a low end quarterback one in my initial rankings. Once we, uh, once we get those rookies in there, I know next month at DLF, we'll have rookies in our ADP. That's always an exciting time to kind of see how the community is valuing them. But I, I feel like it's got to be Dak over to a, at this point. Yeah. And the reason why I didn't do Burrow and maybe you guys can correct me on this, but I, I don't think that, many people would be drafting Dak over Burrow right now. Just the way that the hype Burrow is going on, like he's probably going to be drafted at like QB6, QB7 by the time the NFL draft hits. Do you agree with that assessment? I do. I think, I still think Dak would honestly be a pretty easy choice over Burrow even, but I, I could see both Burrow and Tua being QB1s according to dynasty rankings or, or ADP or whatever you want to uh, look at. And most of that has to do more with the current quarterback landscape than it does their talent, honestly. And that's not to take anything away from them. Yeah. And for, for me, I'll take Dak here as well, just to close, close it out. But honestly, before the hip injury, I would have I would have said to I would have said I'll, I'll take I'll take the risk on the guy who hasn't played in the NFL yet. Because before the hip injury, Tua was, you know, one of the best prospects I've ever seen. So. I, I Dan shaking his head like that's not true, but it's a fact. One of the best AYAs every single year. So how but, many yeah. how many QB one seasons has Tua had in the NFL? Okay. Uh, how, I, just just how, a simple simple question. How many RB one seasons has Frank Gore had? Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the same reasoning. All Dan right. Gore over DeAndre Swift. Oh yeah, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Robogar all day, every day. All right. So we got consensus on there. Uh, Dak over to, uh, and I think that I'm the only one that has Burrow over Dak. All right. So next we'll go to another impending free agent, Marcus Mariota or Georgia quarterback, Jacob Eason. We can start with Dan here. This is an interesting one. I, I think both obviously are going to, a, a huge part is going to be landing spot. I really think the only way Mariota gets legitimate hype or, or true dynasty value again is if he finds his way to New England. I feel like that could be a dream scenario depending on what Tom Brady decides. And I guess maybe a, a secondary option would be the Los Angeles Chargers depending on what they're planning to do, whether it's Rivers or if they're just going to stick with, with Tyrod and, and bring somebody in. And, and Eason, for me, is just kind of a, a depth guy. He just feels like an NFL backup player. And, and I feel like we've probably gotten there on Mariota as well. I will say that I think, I think Mariota had more promise to his game than Eason ever did. But, I mean, that's, that's not to take anything away from Eason. He could go somewhere and thrive and be good enough. I guess, I guess there's probably more upside in Eason and probably a higher floor with Mariota. I, I've just always been a, a Mariota guy. I think I have to take Mariota here just because there is still the, you know, maybe somebody still remembers the draft when Mariota's coming in. They're like, hey, we'd love to get him. And then obviously Tennessee got him and it never worked out. But uh, I think I'll take Mariota here. I think I will as well. It, it, it is close for me. Honestly, not excited about either of these guys as fantasy options over the next uh, two or three seasons. You look at the the available quarterbacks, both in the NFL draft and through free agency, and I, I can't remember a year like this where so many big name quarterbacks could potentially hit the market. 
So it, it's going to be an interesting year. I, I don't expect Marcus Mariota to find a starting gig. Do you think he'll have, at best, he'll have to go somewhere where they are bringing in a rookie quarterback or, or maybe maybe dealing with another young quarterback who they're, the team is uncertain about. I think he's his his best chance is getting getting the opportunity to to battle for a, a starting gig and just just not really like I said not really excited about either one of these. In the end, I do trust Mariota's talent that, that we've seen in the past over Eason's. So that's that kind of is what does it for me. I will go the other way on this one. I think that. Eason is going to have more of a realistic opportunity to compete for a starting job. I, I think that he's going to go in the second, third round of the NFL draft. And even if it's like uh, Will Greer, Mason Rudolph that we've seen the last couple of years, like those guys at least have gotten a shot. I don't think whoever signs Mariota is going to feel obligated to give him any sort of shot without any injury or, you know, something like that. So that's why I'll go Eason just for the fact that I think he's more likely to get a shot. Let's move on to the running back position. We have the premier running back, almost in all of football, but definitely in all of free agency football, Derrick Henry against Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin running back. Uh, start with Ryan. For me, this one comes down to to dynasty value. Uh, I would not trade a, a top three or four rookie pick for Derrick Henry. And I think that's where Jonathan Taylor will eventually be drafted in, in that top four maybe top five at worst in rookie drafts. So I'll, I'll side with Taylor here. Uh, we all know that the type of season Henry had and, and the, the end to uh, the, the 28 season as 2018 season as well was, uh, was of course very impressive, but I feel like this is one of the easiest sell high moments. It, in fact, it kind of goes back to the Mostert talk. So many people are saying sell high that, um, that that it's not working very well. I don't think people are getting the prices that they wanted. That said, I'm still I, I still prefer the top four pick over Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean when you when you look at in the terms of the pick, I think I'm I'm pretty close on that. Um, and I was always one that was much lower on Derrick Henry than what so, seemed like you know the the consensus and. I always have that little bit of hesitation when I see the words running back and Wisconsin in the same sentence and in the same player. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Monty Ball. Maybe it's the Ron Dane. Maybe it's what has come of Melvin Gordon. Um, oh, you cannot possibly claim that. That's the most ridiculous thing hey, I've ever heard. Hey, man, you know, when you get all that volume and, and it just works out and then you watch somebody that wasn't even drafted come in and, and outplay you. You know, it's 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 there. I would say though that, I mean, what's what's Jonathan Taylor's ceiling? Like what Derrick Henry's doing? I don't think he's a great a great pass catcher. I think he's probably better than Derrick Henry, but I don't think he's a, a you know a massive upgrade as a prospect. I think Derrick Henry was a super freak of a human that still kind of had to figure out how to play running back, and I think he finally figured it out over the last you know, year and a half, maybe two years. And I I feel like it's a genuine toss up, but it may be a Jonathan. I'm lower on Jonathan Taylor than, than, than most, I suppose, probably because again, that receiving aspect, the same way I wasn't as high on Derrick Henry as everyone was because of the receiving aspect. And I, I think I would assume he's back in Tennessee. I think they, I think they pay him because of, 
what this season came to, what where they were able to go, you know, riding on his back. So I feel like he'll be back there, and and that team's kind of built to do that. So it would take a perfect landing spot for for Jonathan Taylor to eclipse him, I think. Um, but if you were to look at it in terms of the pick, I would take the pick. But I don't want, I wouldn't take the player. I would take Derrick Henry there. So with this one, Jonathan Taylor, basically I see his ceiling as being Derrick Henry. And I, I think that we've seen, I, I, I want, I kind of want to do more research on this. So I don't just sound like I'm talking out of my ass, but (laughs) I feel like bigger running backs have taken a longer time to develop in recent years than the smaller guys like a Derrick Henry who wasn't great coming out of the gate. And so I feel like one of the arguments to take Henry here is you're like, okay, I'll take the points in Henry now because the bigger running back in Taylor might take a little bit longer to develop. So yeah, I, I'm still taking Taylor here mostly because I think his value is more insulated. We've seen what's happened with Todd Gurley and David Johnson, all these guys that are, as soon as they get their big contract and it, and honestly, now I'm going back to this, like, you know, growing up, I remember people saying, Oh, once a guy gets a big contract, he stops playing well. No, once a guy gets a good big contract, his body is destroyed. And so maybe that's the case with Derrick Henry. Um, so I think that there is a more of a insulated floor with Jonathan Taylor. So that's who I'll take here. All right, let's move on to our last rookie of the vet. Rookie! Rookie of the vet! We have a bit of a combo trade deal going on that I've made up in my in my brain. We have uh, free agents Amari Cooper and Brashad Perriman versus rookies Jerry Judy and Brandon Ayuk. We can start with Ryan. Uh, well, I've... I've got to go with Amari here. First of all, let's just get that Hashtag out. Hashtag anything for Amari. Get that out of the way. I'm I'm siding with Amari here. I do, as we said with Dak Prescott. I think ultimately he ends up staying in Dallas, which I think is a good thing. Uh, actually, pulling for Brashad Perriman to stay in Tampa as well. Don't don't know what Buccaneers fan Nathan thinks about that, but uh, I want to I want him to stay down there. I want Jameis Winston to stay there too. We'll see what happens in the that, that, in the, that, that one. I'll interject. No, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I, well, why do you think I threw that in there? Um, <laughs> but obviously excited about Jerry Judy. It's been it's been a weird week for Brandon Ayuk. He went from first round lock on uh, on Monday to medically dismissed from the Senior Bowl today. So uh, some highs and lows already for for this guy that a lot of people hadn't heard of a week ago. I am I am kind of interested in in him in Brandon Ayuk. I've seen him showing up in actually the first round of of quite a few mocks. Was a little surprised by that, and and certainly I'm excited about Jerry Judy as well. But uh, still, I mean Amari Cooper is is the safe bet here, and I, I still still a wide receiver one for me. So j- just just to play devil's advocate here before we get to Dan's answer. Uh, what level of wide receiver with Judy would it have to be to to surpass Amari Cooper? I mean, I, I think we might be getting close. And of course, I, I mean, Ayuk and uh, really any any wide receiver outside of that first round range just has so many questions at this point. And, and maybe he ends up being a late first rounder if he does land in Green Bay or New Orleans as some of the some of the mock drafts have. But I think it I think it would for me it would have to be another player in that first round range. So we're 
talking maybe even like a Justin Jefferson who could be a late first rounder. Uh, if you want to stick to the rookies, obviously anybody higher than that, uh, T Higgins, of course, guys like that would, would be enough to close the gap. I think. Got it. And Dan. Uh, yeah, it, it's Amari for me. I, I do like Judy quite a bit. And uh, I, I, I mean, we've got to probably say a yuck at this point, right? Uh, huge, <laughs> massive, massive, massive red flag. You never want to see, like we were talking about pre-show, Ryan, Ryan said, I think I'd rather have him kicked out for, for behavioral stuff than, than have him not pass a physical or not, you know, being, being, being dropped for that. So that's, that's going to be a firm pass for me on him. Even, you know, if he gets good medicals at the combine and everything, the fact that he's got it now, not a super big positive, obviously Jerry Judy, we've all been on that, on that train for quite a while, uh, ultra technician, but I mean, you you would have to hope for a perfect landing spot and for him to continue to develop to turn into basically what Amari Cooper is. And I do believe that Amari will stay with Dallas, like Ryan believes. Obviously, I'm not in an NFL inner circle, but that just seems like a, a pure fit, and it, it worked really well throughout the season. And then Perriman's kind of that nice, you know, depth-type player, um, maybe even end of bench at this point, depending on how the depth goes with all of these rookie uh, receivers coming in and how much rookie fever people get, Perriman might become a, you know, a freebie again. So for me, it's Amari by a bit, you know, that like, like what Ryan was saying, you know, you get up in that Justin Jefferson. For me, we had previously had Tyler Johnson on this list and that felt like too much, but I'm pretty high on Tyler Johnson. I felt like, you know, that would be a, a, an even move uh, at worst. So, yeah, I'll stick with Amari here. I feel like as long as he's in Dallas um, or a similar situation, he's gonna be he's gonna be great. Yep, and I will clear the board with also Amari. And I think that if we had stuck with Tyler Johnson, I would have taken Judy and Tyler Johnson there because I also am a big Tyler Johnson fan, hoping that the NFL doesn't crush my dreams by making him a fifth, fifth round pick. But before we get into our next game, we got to talk tell, tell you guys about our friends over at my bookie. Uh, my bookie season is underway. The playoffs uh, in football are almost over. We have the big game left. Big game. There's prop bets. We got kneel downs. We got spikes. We got cheerleaders. All those fun things to bet on over at my bookie. You got the uh, NBA. You got the NHL. Tons of things to bet on. Make sure that if you want to make a deposit, you get a 50% bonus. 50% bonus. Deposit 100 bucks, get get 150. Deposit 200 bucks, get 300. 50% deposit bonus using promo code Rotoviz. Uh, go, go to mybookie.ag. Promo code Rotoviz. Get involved today. It's the good stuff. All right, now let's get into our game. We have a good old game of keep trade. Drop, 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 drop. Keep trade drop. In this game, you choose to keep a player, meaning you like their value. You you don't think that they're a, a sell high. You don't think they're a drop. Um, the trade would be a guy who's a sell high and a drop is like, yeah, this guy stinks. So uh, let's start keep trade drop with our first keep trade drop of 2020. We have a quarterback keep trade drop. Philip Rivers, James Winston, Ryan Tannehill, all three free agents. What are you doing with these three, Ryan? Yeah, you're you're giving me an easy one to start with. Uh, as I kind of alluded to earlier, I'm certainly keeping Jameis Winston. Uh, I think he's actually a buy low right now. Uh, and the easy drops, Phil. Uh, I mean, we're not even sure if this guy's going to be playing next year or uh, who he will be playing for. So he's my drop, and that makes Ryan Tannehill 
uh, my trade. Uh, obviously a great story uh, the the last half of the year or so, but I like my quarterbacks to throw for more than 100 yards. So uh, if I can trade Ryan Tannehill, I would do that. I will go next, and I will say I will because I I'm not I'm still not sure if Jameis Winston is starting NFL in the NFL somewhere next year. I oh, he probably he's he's so bad like I don't know like he, he's gonna end up with back with the Bucks, but <laughs> I I I, I want to trade him to someone who is excited about him because I I don't think that his NFL starting days are are long. So I'm trading Winston. I'm going to keep Rivers. I think he's more likely to have a 2020 starting job than Tannehill, whether it's in Tampa or Jacksonville or Miami. <laughs> and I'll, I'll drop Tannehill. Wait, as a Tampa fan, take fantasy out of it, take dynasty out of yeah. it. As a Buccaneers fan, would you rather have Rivers or Winston starting next I, year? I, 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 want, I want Rivers and love. Well, <laughs> Rivers is in love. <laughs> we, we already know that. Can I drop? Can I drop all of them? Is that an option? <laughs> um, before Before I answer, how many points per interception in this? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll say four for a TD, two for an interception. All right, so that's not great. Oh man, I think I have to trade Winston because I do think he's got the most value out of everyone, and I don't think that I want him, especially in that scenario, because I mean he's the net positive like half amount of his touchdowns so uh i would think i would trade winston and man it's really a toss-up as to who could legitimately be an nfl starter in 2020 i think i'd probably keep Tannehill and drop rivers you know i I feel like they've probably got the same life expectancy left for starting years but Tannehill doesn't look like he has a dead arm the way rivers does Alrighty, we're gonna uh, rapid fire these next couple. We got two more that we're gonna do, and I'll start the first one. It's Brady, Breeze, Teddy, and for this one, I am going to trade Breeze, keep Teddy, and drop Brady. All right, I'll jump in here. I'm I'm going to I'm going to flip flop that a little bit. I'm going to keep Breeze. He is the one of these three that I'm I'm most confident can give me a QB one season going forward. Uh, I will also drop Brady and trade Teddy as soon as he signs anywhere. Chicago. It works for me. I would love that. I think I think I'm with Nathan. I think I'm trading Breeze because he has the most value here. Always get out a year early rather than a year late. And I think at this point we're a year late on Brady, who would be my easy drop. And I guess I'd be keeping Teddy in hopes he signs with Chicago. There you go. And the last one, we got some running backs going on. One of them's a restricted free agent, but I don't care. Uh, Melvin <laughs> Gordon, Kareem Hunt, uh, Kenyon Drake. Go first, Dan. I think I'm keeping Hunt, trading Drake, and dropping Melvin. Oh, I, Dan, you really I hate think, Melvin today. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten that point. I feel like someone's going to someone's gonna kind of look past all of the stuff with Hunt and give him a decent contract. And obviously Cleveland will take whatever comp pick or you know, whatever they get in return there. And I, Drake, I think, has gotten only, has only gained value in the last couple of months. And I feel like people are going to look at him like a low-end RB1 for some reason. And I don't see that. 
And I don't think we ever see Melvin return to what he was, whether he's with the Chargers or another team. So I, I think, honestly, Hunt probably has the highest floor. Yeah, this is a weird one for me. It's it's pretty close. You did a good job coming up with this one, Nathan. Uh, I think I'm going to keep Kenyon Drake, which I, I'm shocked that, I, that I'm even going <laughs> that way. Uh, I think I'm going to keep Drake, trade Melvin Gordon, uh, kind of along the same lines as what you guys were saying earlier. I think I think he actually, despite his struggles, I think he still has the most value, at least has that name value. And that means I'm Kareem Hunt. Got it. All right. I'll wrap us up. And I will say, I think the easiest decision here is to keep Kareem Hunt. I think that he is the best running back of this group uh, and he'll hopefully land in the best situation. Uh, and I am going to trade Melvin because I think he has more name value than Drake and I'll drop Drake. Man, I don't think, I don't think the names holding up with, with the production that Drake had. I think the, I think a lot of folks really think that Kenyon Drake is going to come somewhat close to what he was able to do with Arizona. I don't really want any of those guys, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Alrighty. So uh, you may not want cream hunt, but I hope everyone wants some more dice trade cast. Cause we've got it all off season long. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Ryan. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to Russell next week. <laughs> <laughs> you have any final words, Ryan? <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry. I fell asleep thinking about which one of these running backs I'm going to get stuck with. Uh, no. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me on guys. Always fun to chat with you guys. And I'm, I'm sure I'll be back here in two weeks. <laughs> All right, Dan, any last words? We'll just have to get that paperwork done to make sure Ryan's on payroll. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) All righty, that'll wrap us up for today. And uh, make sure you rate and review, subscribe, uh, and also tweet at us, tell us who you want as guests. And a final, kadoosh! Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.